Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. Your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. You can't escape the cold. It's going to follow you everywhere you go. If you stay here in Manhattan or you make it out to Kansas City on Saturday, I think the Chiefs and Dolphins should just talk about, let's just play a quarter. (laughs) Or let's take knees in the first half and let the second half decide. Yeah. Get together in the locker room and determine one player from each team and just play rock, paper, scissors, call it good. Or, you know, I mean, there may hardly be anybody at the game. Let's just pack everybody in an indoor facility and let's kick this thing off. Why not? I had a good chuckle today. One of the social media outlets that I follow is called The Score, and it's uh, actually a Canadian sports network. And they were reporting on how cold it was going to be and and stating how, you know, going off of how people are going to be bundled up and the like. And I'm like, you know, if the Canadians are talking about it this way, (laughs) <laughs> it's cold because it's cold, they're like, oh, big deal. Yeah, uh, 32 below wind chill. Yeah, who cares? Nope. Good thing it's basketball season. The K-State, men, the K-State <laughs> men play at Texas Tech on uh, Saturday at 3 o'clock. The K-State women. And uh, last report from Brian Smoller that over 5,500 tickets have been sold. So the place will be at least half full of people looking for a top 15 basketball game in town. Number 10, Texas is visiting K-State, number 12 in the country, tipping off at 1 o'clock. And then, by the way, we cap off your local sports triple header tomorrow with playoff action. The Kansas City Chiefs wild card round against the Miami Dolphins, both teams 11-6. and six. Kickoff temperature will be 5 degrees, wind chill at 30 below, and expecting 30-mile-per-hour wind gusts. Tickets are cheap. And by the way... You know, the Peacock Network trying to hold everybody hostage for a few bucks here and there. K-Man has it for free. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Save your money. Listen to the game. Listen to the best play-by-play voice in radio history. Yeah. Not only that, but their pregame stuff is, like, second to none. They do a great job pregame-wise. Tune in. Chiefs Kingdom action. Learn all you got to learn. That way you don't sound like an idiot. 
look, I'm not going to get the Peacock Network. I'm going to listen on K-Man. Mm-hmm. Don't give in. Mm-hmm. Keep it to K-Man mm-hmm. and listen to the Kansas City Chiefs in, uh, in a who-knows-who's-going-to-win game because the weather is by far the biggest factor. It is. And, you know, the Dolphins got a strong running game. You know, I mean, when it's cold, you want to got to run the ball. And, I mean, Mostert and Co. Not to mention the wind. The wind? I mean, I think things would certainly be a little bit different if there wasn't the wind. Yeah. It's already crazy cold. But when you have the 30 below wind chill and it's blowing at 30 miles per hour, I don't know if you could wear much that it's not going to cut straight through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Special teams is going to be a nightmare. Oof. And that's where the Chiefs... I mean, it already is with the Chiefs, but that's another matter. <laughs> I mean, not Harry Butker, though. He's, I mean, Harry Butker is one of the uh, more, uh, you know. He's only missed, what, one or two kicks this year? He's had a really good year. Yeah, but boy, he hasn't had to kick in a. That's true. In a whatever. Freaking blizzard. Yeah. A winter vortex. Yeah. Yeah. Swirling winds. I mean, come on. Owen, are you wearing a. A Baltimore Ravens division <laughs> championship shirt. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like five or six years old. This is an old one. Uh, okay. I've got holes in the armpits and everything. It's been oh, it's been around for a while. The North is not enough. It's that sentiment reigns true this year as well. You know, I got a big game. I got to wait a week for more football for me. But uh, do you know the comedian, the stand-up comedian Stavros Halkis? Yes. Have you seen his Ronnie, his Baltimore Ronnie? Yes. Yeah, man, it's so funny. I love those sketches Dude, so much. He's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He does a Baltimore Ronnie like after every game. It's good. Pretty it's good. not safe for work, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Owen looks like if Stavros and Post Malone had a baby. <laughs> and then you just cut the hairline back a little bit. That's where I'm at. That's, That's a where cool I'm baby. <laughs> Very talented. Super yeah. talented baby, man. I, I just want to, by the way, point this out. Uh, it was just pointed out in the family chat. Because of where my niece is going to school, it's actually warmer in Binghamton, New York, than it is here. Oof. That's crazy. Well, did you see the pictures of? Bu- so they're looking at maybe who? Who does Buffalo have? Remind me. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Thank you. They were talking about maybe moving that game to Cleveland or something, um, but they're going to keep it in Buffalo, and they just got like a foot of snow. Oy. And now they're they're like, what is? I don't know if the game's tomorrow or Sunday, but they're looking to quickly. Start cleaning up oh, that yeah. stadium. Yeah. yeah, they've been asking fans. They're like, "Hey, you guys want to come shovel some snow for the game? No, <laughs> might give them a free ticket to come shovel uh-huh. some snow." <laughs> they usually, that's how they usually do that. Green Bay has done that in the past as well. That's in, not in, worth it. In getting people into the game by by helping them. By, yeah, I need a concession stand voucher too. Something. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay for the parking. I uh, need something it, else. Again, I go back to something I said this morning. Don't be stupid this weekend if you are going to the Chiefs game. I joke about warming fluid. No, in that temperature, it's not a good idea to be hammering $15 beers. Meanwhile, uh, around here, as you could probably imagine, first of all, shout to Rock Creek and Wamigo. They moved their basketball games up to yesterday. They got their games played. Meanwhile, uh, Manhattan, Junction City, Riley County, um, they've all had to postpone for tonight. So no Manhattan High Hoops tonight. Uh, they're set to take on Washburn Rule. That game has yet to be rescheduled. So once we find out, we let you know. Um, and also, the TBL tournament starts tomorrow. So uh, Frankfurt and Blue Valley don't have to worry till playing till tomorrow in Onega. Mm-hmm. But for now on, those games are still on for the first round action in Onega. So scoreboard Saturday coming up at 8 a.m. with uh, AJ Shaw here on K Man tomorrow morning. Meanwhile, here on the show, we're going to be joined by. 
The founder of the Raiderland.com, Ryan Hyatt, will join us in our next couple of segments. We did a couple of segments talking some Red Raider uh, basketball, a little bit of football, plus his thoughts on Matt Wells becoming now a co-OC and uh, quarterbacks coach here at K-State. He'll give us his two cents on the kind of coach K-State is getting to help mentor and plan for the offense. Well, speaking of Ryan, actually, I was listening to a little bit of his show yesterday just to get, if, if he were to talk to talk about Texas Tech, get a little, few notes from him uh, as we have Mitch Palm coming up in hour number two plus uh, blindly ranked five. And he brought up an interesting question. I even thought about it, but um, Big 12 hoops this year is going to be <laughs> way more entertaining than football was this year. Yeah, I think it's already clear that we are on our way to an absolute chaotic Big 12 basketball season. Football for a couple of reasons. You know, I, I wouldn't say it felt flat. It was just, it felt like it was slightly a down year for Big 12 football. Just overall as a product, the amount of good teams versus the amount of mediocre to bad teams. It was a little bit more gravitating towards the mediocre to bad teams. It didn't seem like there was enough contenders this year, K-State kind of fell out of that spot You know, with two or three games left in the regular season. Texas was by far the best team in the conference. Although they did lose to Oklahoma, they turned out to be the best team in the conference. They made the college football playoff. There was a lack of marquee games. I thought mm-hmm. a lack of really good classic games. And also, there were way too many quarterback injuries. Way too many first-string guys getting banged up. And heck, I mean, the last... Out of Big 12 play, I think six of the nine games K-State played was against backup quarterbacks. Yeah. K-State played like that Texas game was, you know, bad first half, very fun second half, and then lose it in overtime. There were some memories, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Baylor comeback at UCF was very memorable. Uh, Houston winning on a Hail Mary against West Virginia. But I think where, first of all, what basketball has that football doesn't is that UCF – Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati are already – well, maybe not Houston, but the others are – can probably create some havoc mm-hmm. this year. UCF has already beaten Kansas. Cincinnati nearly beat mm-hmm. Texas on their home floor the other night, but they're 1-1 one in Big 12 play. Yet Texas almost gets out to an 0-2 starting conference. Oof. Yeah, it was one – Texas Barf. had a win in on their final possession. And it was Cincinnati for most of that game. BYU has been a top 15 mm-hmm. team. They've been an excellent scoring team. But where that chaos is, they've they started 0-2. Mm-hmm. And they lost to Cincinnati at, on their home floor. They just lost at Baylor. You have these newcomers in the Big 12 already adding value to the conference. And that value has actually been pretty fun. It has made the conference even better so far. And then, by the way, you're already down just two games in to three teams that have a perfect record in conference play. (laughs) To me, there is no clear favorite in the conference. You could say, yes, it's got to be Houston or KU, maybe a Baylor, maybe an Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma's the number 9 team in the country, and they just lost to – who they just lose to? TCU. TCU. By double digits. So clearly, and, and Oklahoma's about to play in the Allen Fieldhouse. <laughs> so many vulnerable teams. And this plays very well for K-State. 
because what did I say yesterday is what's been what what has been very impressive about K State hoops so far. Yes, they've played close games against teams. You feel like, boy, last year's team would have blown them out. They still figured out ways to win, and this is going to be game after game a season where everybody's grinding. Mm-hmm. You're gonna play close games against teams that might not be a top half team in the Big Twelve. There's so much parity. Night in and night out. I, maybe I'm getting a little bit too much coach speak here. But night after night, you should legit respect the opponent. For sure. The Big 12 is already proving that, probably with the exception of Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State Oof. is not good. And they're probably not going to be good. I don't see any sort of turnaround coming for Mike Boynton. West Virginia, who is also not looking very good so far, I think they have a shot to turn things around. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it's top half. Big 12 turn it around. But I think they will be a much better team when K-State plays them again in Manhattan coming up in February. They did not have Dylan or I, um, um, Ed, the Edwards kid. I'm blank. Uh, Jesse. Jesse. Jesse, thank you. Sorry, I know. You, th- you think Dylan immediately because yeah. what the roster could have been. <laughs> so Jesse <laughs> Edwards did not play in the K-State game. West Virginia got off to a great start. K-State was just an overall better team and got the best of, of, of West Virginia in the second half. But, I mean, K-State women's basketball is a great example of when you get a player back, how things change. This starting lineup that K-State women had was the same last year except for one player. Mm-hmm. And that is Aoka Lee, who is an All-American center. And, boy, does that change things drastically for both sides of the floor. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesse Edwards, I don't think he's an All-American. But that is a key contributor to your scoring, your rebounding, and by the way, your defense. Once he comes back for West Virginia in maybe a couple of weeks, and they have Kirk Creesa, they have Raekwon Battle, and I'm blanking on the other kid's name, but uh, Farrakhan, the guys that transferred and had to sit out for a while now that they're playing. This is a different story for West Virginia. Josh Eilert is about to have a full team. And does that change for West Virginia? I think possibly so. I think they're going to get better. So watch out in a couple of months when K-State has to play them again because that could be a much better West Virginia team. We are in store for a chaotic Big 12 schedule. (laughs) And I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, this weekend, this weekend alone, I mean, there are five or six games that, yes, if the underdog wins, you would call it a big upset, potentially, in some of them. I could see a lot of stuff happening just this weekend. And I'm not even including K-State, Texas Tech. <laughs> yeah, that, right. to me, maybe on paper, is the most even game this weekend. But there's still plenty of potential to see five or six upsets this weekend. Mm-hmm. It could very well happen. Will it happen? I'd say no, obviously. But I'm just giving you a heads up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Things, but yet, then I look at some of just college basketball in general, and again, you've seen four of the top five suffer losses already this week, and the top 25 is going to look much different as a whole this coming week because of the number of teams that have gotten knocked off at one point or another. And so it's not just the Big 12 that's shaking out this way, it's college basketball. It's already been, yes, you bring up a good point in non-con play, there's already been a high amount of buy games going in favor of the team that got paid to be there. (laughs) 
Double, Brutality. Double bonus, baby. Brutality. Mm. So here's your warning right now. Get ready to burn your uh, NCAA bracket <laughs> when you fill it out in March because it's not going to go any. It's not going to be good. I already mentally prepare for that anyway. So and and don't no call us. Chance. And don't call us when you hear the calls on radio. I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, it's not our fault that your team lost. Uh-huh. Let's take a timeout. Still to come in hour number two. Mitch Palm against Texas Tech. K State women get set for number ten. Texas tomorrow afternoon in Bramlage will blindly rank five. But when we come back, take a first look at the Red Raiders, including the basketball team, but also. Ryan Hyatt from the Raiderland.com will tell us about Mount Wells and what kind of coach K-State is bringing in to work with the offense. That's next on the game. Uh, yeah. This song and... Here come the upstate park, girl, I'm a, I'm a original gangsta. Oh, boy. That's uh, all. It took my. me a second to get, I, I couldn't understand you. Dude, just listen. That's, uh, here comes the hot stepper. Yeah. Izzy. Um, Izzy Kamozi or something. Yeah, something like that. That dude's cool. Former number one song of the day. Ooh, wee. Tomorrow, Chiefs coverage. AFL wildcard playoff game. Chiefs hosting the Dolphins at Kicks. Uh, a little after 7 o'clock, I want to make this very clear. The game is not on NBC. It is on what? the Peacock app exclusively. Shut the front door. The P- I think the Peacock Network paid the NFL $110 million for the yes. exclusive rights for this one game. Yes, they did. That's a lot of yeah, cash. That's a lot of ca- that's a That's a ton. <laughs> What's the return? I mean, Dude. is that going to really bring enough uh, like continued income from this one game? You know what it is? It's the people that forget to end their subscription. Mm-hmm. You know, that they get one more month. They're like, ringing in the dough, baby. Like, I don't think, I don't know if there's a game that can bring that much money back. I think they picked one of the worst ones. On paper, yeah, this is a great matchup. I'd love to watch this game. Not with the weather, how it's supposed to yeah. be. Yeah, I'd but, rather watch. Yeah. Like Dallas and Green Bay in a dome. I would love to watch Stafford and Goff go at it in Detroit. I don't know. I feel like there's better games that could have spent 110 million dollars on. I but. think I think the Dallas Green Bay, that is such a like they have fans all over the place. That I mean, you would have just. I mean, that's a dream come true if you're paying 115 million. You're getting that back. Here's sure. the thing about it though. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You know everybody's going to be watching because nobody's going to be in attendance. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, you know, in Kansas City, they're able to watch it. Mm-hmm. 
But beyond Kansas City, they're not. It is strictly the local market that gets the TV side, much like a Monday Night Football deal with ESPN. So outside of that specific metro, anybody that wanted to go to the game and decided against it because of the weather is going to have to buy Peacock. If you want to watch it. So we may look at it as the game itself may stink, but the fact that the weather is cold may very well help Peacock pull this thing off. Pre-game coverage begins at 6 here on K-Man. Chiefs and Dolphins kick off again a few minutes after 7 o'clock. Uh, save your money. Listen to the game right here on K-Man for free. And by the way, they caps off a, a triple header. We got the K-State men tipping off at 3. Pre-game, uh, well, we'll join the progress actually right around tip-off at 3 o'clock for the K-State men at Texas Tech. We'll talk about that game here in just a moment with Ryan Hyatt. Plus, before that, the K-State women, number 12 Cats hosting number 10 Texas, tipping off at 1 pregame 1230 here on K-Man. By the way, a triple header of NFL playoffs on Sunday. Starts with the Steelers and Bills at noon. You have the Cowboys and Packers at 3.30. These are kickoff times. And then uh, 7 o'clock, Rams-Lions. And that's all on K-Man. All on K-Man. Dude. Um, I know I'm going to put you on the spot here, but Mitch said something. Mitch Holthus told us earlier this week, that it will be the most listened to NFL game in history. Is that what he was saying um, on Wednesday? Right? It might be the most listened to local 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 audience. Uh, you have a study that came out or a look at the breakdown in terms of the Nielsen ratings that came out this week. And the Steelers hold the number one spot in basically all listeners. The Chiefs hold the number one spot and number two overall, but a number one spot in terms of men, 25 to 54. Wow. Wow. And it is an unbelievable close to 50 share. Let's talk Texas Tech Red Raiders. We're now joined by Ryan Hyatt. He is the founder of theraiderland.com. Ryan, before we get to the Big 12 basketball game tomorrow afternoon at United Supermarkets Arena, I first want to touch on football. You know, I felt Texas Tech was going to be a contender for the Big 12 title this past season, and they start 0-2. They lost at Wyoming, lost at home against Oregon. I know there was high expectations, right, but this had to be a pretty disappointing season. Yeah, and it, it was disappointing, and obviously the injuries to Tyler Shuck and uh, Baron Morton played with a banged-up AC joint, which I thought that was something in my truck, but apparently it's in your shoulder area that keeps you from throwing the ball good. Um yeah, it, 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 that impact of the team, you're right, it was disappointing uh, based on, you know, kind of preseason expectations. But I really go back and I look at the two games that you would want back, and it didn't have anything to do with the injuries. I'm talking about the season opening loss at Wyoming where they jumped out to a, about a 17 to nothing lead, I believe, and then slowly withered away. Well, Shuck was healthy for that. And then the loss at West Virginia, even when Shuck uh, – goes down there and West Virginia turned out to be better than we thought maybe a little bit but those were two games that I thought you should have gotten no matter what and that's why it's so hard in this league or in any other you know legitimate college football league the difference between seven wins nine wins the difference between nine wins and 11 wins uh it's a it's a lot of days like that so yeah disappointing but I, I think the one of the best things they do around tech right now they win bowl games and the last thing you do people are happy so they sell season tickets 
Yeah, and you're uh, definitely right about West Virginia. Neil Brown at the end of the season is getting uh, mayo poured on his head, and I thought at the end of this year he's going to be asking people if they want mayo with their burgers. Um, exactly. Uh, is Baron Morton the guy moving forward at quarterback? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, you, you've got a kid coming in out of Hutto, Texas, that is going to be uh, highly regarded uh, incoming freshman. It's so hard, I think, uh, to make it as a true freshman over a guy like Baron Morton. You guys at Kansas State, you know, saw saw this year, you know, with a, a freshman quarterback, there can be flashes, but it's hard to be the guy all the way. So I think a healthy Baron Morton is a difference maker. We saw in the bowl game him making some throws that we hadn't seen him make really all year when he was beat up. And I, I'm, I'm a I'm a big fan of the kid. I I, I think he can be a top tier D one, uh, pardon me, top tier Big Twelve quarterback next year if he stays healthy. Which are going to take us? We know it's entirely impossible. Matt Wells is hired by K State. Uh, former head coach at Texas Tech. Uh, last time he coached a game for Tech uh, was against K State in a loss and a comeback win for the Cats. Uh, so it's one of those classic, if you can't beat him, join him situations. Um, but this comes after two years. He's an analyst at Oklahoma. Based on his work as a QB mentor and an offensive game planner, what kind of coach is K-State getting? I think you're getting a really good offensive mind. Uh, let's never confuse Matt Wells' head coach with Matt Wells' offensive coordinator or quarterback coach or whatever you want to do with that. There are a lot of guys who are tremendous coordinators who don't really translate as the lead guy. And that's kind of what happened with Matt Wells. I, I think he was over his skis just a little bit in Lubbock, and I didn't anticipate it based on you know, kind of what we'd seen coming out of Utah State. I thought he was ready. Uh, he got into an era with the transfer portal suddenly coming around, and he was divergent from what Kirby Hoke at the AD wanted, another great Kansas State legend. Uh, with either developing high school players and recruiting that focus or going whole hog because it was so easy to do those first couple of years, go out and get you know 15 guys uh, that had been playing for a while. All of that said, I think he's a great hire for Kansas State. I think he's a great hire with your head coach and the relationship they have, and that's all that matters. He's, he's not going to have to run the show. He just has to run his offense. I think it'll be good. Well, I got to announce him at the last uh, men's basketball game at K-State. Got a very loud reaction from the K-State fans. So, Cats are looking forward to uh, how things move forward with Matt Wells and uh, uh, Connor Riley as co-offensive coordinators working together uh, in that capacity. Uh, I want to ask you another college football question. Um, and this is just kind of picking your brain. I'm going to ask the boys about this a little bit later on. We kind of talked about it yesterday as well, but... The Alabama job is open. It actually sounds like Kalen DeBoer of Washington is going to take that job, but there's most likely four or five guys that maybe turned down Bama to get to Kalen DeBoer. If you're a successful Power 5 coach, Alabama's job's open. They ask you to take it. Are you going to take that job? Not this year. I'll take it after Kalen DeBoer fails. I'll take it after uh, you know Mike Shula fails. Uh, I'll take it after Mike Price. Roll Tide, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Alabama at different times has not been Alabama because they've made the wrong choices. Now, this one, I, I'm not saying if it ends up being DeBoer, uh, maybe it will, maybe it not. Um, it's trending that way, obviously. Uh, not that, that's necessarily a bad deal, but, man, never be the guy to follow the legend. Be the guy to follow the guy who followed the legend. 
who was now I'm I'm gonna I'm going all the way back to when Bear Bryant retired. Was it Ray Perkins who took over after that and didn't get to go and he left the Giants maybe and came back to Bama? Uh, either way, I would not take the Alabama job right now because I don't believe you have to absolutely be at Alabama to have a chance to win the national championship. Now that we're expanding to twelve teams in the playoff, now I think it'll go even bigger later on. But all, and you might remember this 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 search. Uh, we're two days into it. It reminds me a little bit of when Nebraska, and I think it was the Callahan hire. I'm not sure, but I think it, that they thought they were just going to walk out and every coach in America was going to go to Lincoln. And most of them said, no, we're good. I don't think we're going to do that. A little tint of that. Yeah, I don't think I'm I'm taking the it's, – it's the most pressure in the world. You're You're asking for no breathing room. And, yeah. I mean, if you lose one game, I mean, Nick Saban, when he would lose one game, Tuscaloosa, Alabama's on fire. Yeah. Yeah, there's no – it's like the, uh, you know, one of the umpires years ago said, yeah, this is the only job where on opening day they expect you to be perfect and improve as the year goes on. Well, that's going to be what they want out of the next coach. Well, he gave you a Porsche, you know, he gave you a Corvette. It's got to get better from here, right? Uh, okay, good luck with that. And I'm not saying that the next guy's not going to win. I'm not, but I, I would not take the job. I think that was the original question. And they did call. I want to go on the record and say they did call my agent, <laughs> and I told them, I'm sorry, I have no interest. We're going to take a break. Ryan Hyatt's going to join us here for another segment. He is the founder of the Raiderland.com. We take a break, and when we come back, we get into K-State, Texas Tech, tomorrow in Lubbock for a little basketball game. That's coming up next on The Game. We continue our discussion here on the game with Ryan Hyatt. He is the founder of the Raiderland.com, covering the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Let's now jump into the game tomorrow afternoon here, uh, Ryan. K-State uh, doing much better now. 12-3. and They're 2-0 and in Big 12 play. Texas Tech is also undefeated in conference play. They are 13-2, and but also Tech under first-year head coach Grant McCaslin, who, of course, Tyler Perry is familiar with, played under McCaslin for two years in North Texas. Dream Dowling coached under uh, McCasland at North Texas. These two sides know each other, but I want to get your impressions of Grant McCasland. These first 15 games and even in the preseason, what do you think about the guy? Uh, I like the way that he adjusts to talent. I like the way that he gets some dudes, as Jerome Tang would say, gets some dudes together and says, okay, what can we do well? We watched him at North Texas last year, the year before. They were grinded out. Let's play this game like it's 1958, first one to 54 wins. This year, they've been up and down. He's got some players that can uh, run a little bit. They've taken a lot of three-pointers, maybe a few more than I would like to see him take on some nights, but that he's very adaptable. Uh, he also uh, seems to be a very good communicator, uh, both to his players, to the fans, to the media. That doesn't hurt anybody uh, that you have that. And that he also came in and I say in a, that he's adaptable to talent, but he also has a, a process that he believes in, that he's got put in place, that he's he's worked to different places. Uh, and that, that, to me, also is a lot of like what Jerome Tang brought to Manhattan a couple of years ago. I've got a process. We're going to work this process, and it, it's and it's going to show results, and it did. Uh, and he's just he's a likable guy, you know? I mean, I, I, he hadn't come out to my house yet for dinner. It's kind of hard to get to sometimes with four and a half miles of dirt road, but he's just a likable guy. So the first win of the Big 12 slate was against Texas in Austin. 
did that win make up for the pain that took place with the football loss in Austin? <laughs> you know, that thing in, in football was so ugly, it was almost, uh, you're like, okay, what do you do? At a certain point, you were almost laughing. Uh, interceptions going off players' ankles and into the hands. So I don't know that it makes up for it, but it was sweet if you're a Texas Tech fan to say, hey, the last time you went to Austin, for the foreseeable future, you win. Now, that's the context, that's the historical. The reality of it was I think it proved that this that, that it was a Texas Tech basketball team that really controlled that game from start to finish. There was about a four-minute stretch where Texas got hot, Tech reclaimed it, uh, that they proved they can go on the road, that they proved they can get in this league, and if they play smart, good basketball, that they, they can beat some good teams. Texas, I'm, I don't think they should have been ranked at the time, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, but that was my bigger takeaway is I, I needed to see that from this Tech team after a non-conference schedule that wasn't as bad as some of the ones in the previous years, but still left you asking a lot of questions. You said they're taking too many threes lately. or I mean, last couple of games, they've they've been less than 20. I mean, I think yeah. Tech has been pretty good at shooting a three. But they're, I mean, third best in the Big 12. You want them to chill out a little bit on the three-point shooting? It depends on who's taking the shot. Uh, if that's Pop Isaacs, I'm really good with that. There are several guys in some of the non-conference games where Tech was jacking up, you know, 20, 22, 23 or more three-point attempts, and the percentage was staying as a team. You're right there around 38 or whatever. That was creating some long runouts, some, you know, missed opportunities. One, you miss your shot. Two, you're giving them some easier shots. It was compressing the field goal percentage. I think they had 13 the other night uh, in that Oklahoma State win. That, to me, is the really good range for them, 13 to 15. Anything else, I think it's the law of diminishing returns. Uh, And you look at the assist-to-basket ratio in some of the better wins, and it's a really high assist-to-basket ratio, and a lot of that goes to Joe Toussaint. Uh, And he only had four assists, I think, the other night. But it's like hockey. Uh, it's the first pass that sets up the guy who gets the assist to get the goal. And Toussaint's doing a much better job than any Tech point guard's done in the last several years of setting the offense and getting people moving right that allows the next pass to be the one that scores it. Yeah, I had a feeling you guys were going to be uh, pretty happy with what you're getting from Joe Toussaint, the transfer from uh, West Virginia this season. Uh, you know, let's go opposite from three-point shooting. Let's go to the paint because K-State the last couple of games so far, I think they've been really getting really good paint play from Will McNair and David Gasson. And, you know, Gasson, I think, got a little bit too much criticism for just kind of a string of games where he didn't play well offensively. He did rebound still, but he had a long stretch of not hitting a free throw. And then I see Tech as a seven-foot senior in Darren Washington who's averaging 10-7. and seven. Is he going to be a problem on Saturday? Uh, he's got to stay on the floor first. Uh, he is a pretty good passing big guy. Uh, at times, I think he falls into a little bit of that Euro. Hey, I'm seven foot. I can be out here. No, 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 no. Be down there. Be, be, be seven foot. I think the key to him is rebounding the second chance opportunities. It's still not an offense that just, you know, does the old high, low look and you, you, you enter it and you come back out and you do stuff. They don't run a lot of offense through him. Uh, so it's a credit to him that he's you know getting the ten. But I, I if if I'm uh, McCaslin, I'm saying you board it first, control on the other end, and stay on the floor and be seven feet tall. You can't, you know, you can't coach that. Just go down there, stand there, and be seven feet tall. Uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see how much better he gets during a Big Twelve plan. I'm not saying he's been bad at all up to this point. Uh, it's like peeling layers away on an onion. I think on a lot of big guys at the college level these days. 
and see what else is there. What else more can this guy do? But, yeah, that's going to be a matchup, but it's not that they're going to run it through him offensively. It's what he's going to collect and do to you on that second-chance look. We're with Ryan Hyatt, founder of TheRaiderLand.com, as we uh, look at the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Cats in Lubbock tomorrow for a 3 o'clock tip. Ryan, got a couple more questions for you. I'm really looking forward to this guard versus guard game uh, between K State and Texas Tech. You know, Cam Carter has been excellent this year, 16.7 points per game for K State. Pop Isaacs has very similar numbers as Cam Carter. Then also, you have, like I mentioned, Joe Toussaint. Tyler Perry, is he a hot shooter from three in this game? Only time will tell. You know, Pop Isaacs, though, is an interesting case because of what came out in November, and that has been that he's in a civil lawsuit that was filed uh, accusing him of assaulting a minor uh, in a hotel room. Maybe there's some major details I'm missing, but is it surprising that he's still playing? No, not really. Given what we know at this point, I always caveat it by saying, given what we know and what we don't know and how this civil filing uh, came about, when it did, uh, and some of the extraneous details, we could do a whole show on this, man. So I, I, I don't want to get in the weeds on it. I'm comfortable that he is on the floor for Texas Tech. They immediately referred to their Title IX office on this, even though I don't believe it should fall into a Title IX on Tech because not a Tech student on the other end of this. But anyway, and they signed off. And in this day and age in 2024, I'll just put it this way. If you can get a Title IX office to sign off on something right now that allows a player to continue playing, that tells me, and again, I'm trying to be very delicate here, that maybe the threshold has not been crossed on whether he should be suspended or not. Either way, it's not a good look. It's going to follow him all season long. And if Texas Tech keeps winning, it's going to be a story both uh, within the Big 12 and national. I promise you that. Yeah, I'm sure you heard the noise up here in um, Manhattan, Kansas, about Naquan Tomlin. And, um, you know, he got arrested. Yeah. But then it seemed like there was hinting from the president here at the university that there may be a, a Title IX issue. And there was just – it was so many rumors flying around. Ended up that uh, Na- Naquan Tomlin was dis- dismissed from the team. And now he's doing very well in Memphis. So, yeah, it was a right. very dramatic couple of weeks uh, a little while back here for K-State. So, Ryan, here to wrap up. You know, I mentioned earlier, I mean, th- these two teams know each other very well. Tyler Perry played for Grant McCasland at North Texas. Failed to mention this earlier, but Jareem Dowling was an assistant under Grant McCasland. I mean, these guys know each other very well, especially with the coaching staffs, know each other very well. I see this. I mean, just really coming down as a dogfight. I, I, I don't think it's going to be anything less than that. What's your thought or two on how this game will play out? Uh, here's Captain Obvious. I think the team that uh, shoots better um, from the field is probably going to win. Imagine that. Tech's got to get to the free throw line uh, in all seriousness on this game. I think they've got to be aggressive. They've got to make more free throws than Kansas State attempts uh, in order to win this. And I'll say again, don't shoot too many threes. Don't shoot too many threes because you'll turn around and you'll be on that lopsided side of the uh, fast break points. And I always, I always, always compare. By the way, this is something you know for fans out there. Look in the box score: fast break points to three point, you know, three pointer points made, and see where the discrepancy there is. Did you make so many more three pointer points against the other team, or did you give up more on the long runouts? And that's that's a really cool trend number to look at. Some games, not every game, but some games. So. Get to the free throw line. I think this is about a five, five and a half point game. I don't even know what the number is today. I didn't even look. Uh, but I'd have it at about a, uh, if I were posting the number, I'd say tech at home, three and a half, four. And uh, I think uh, somebody's going to win this by about five. 
Yeah, I think Tech is a slight favorite. And yeah, playing at home, United Supermarkets Arena, tough environment. It can be. Um, yeah, this will be a tough one for the Cats to pull off, but I do. I'm with you. I expect a close game uh, in Lubbock and to be a dogfight. Ryan, it's always great uh, to catch up with you and talk uh, Texas Tech sports. Really appreciate your time and looking forward to our next conversation. You got it, man. You guys are the best. I uh, always loved in my travels coming up there to Manhattan. and uh, It's a neat, fun, uh, special place. So, uh, you know, and hopefully uh, we can get Raider Land on the road here again soon and maybe come up there and see you guys. Once again, that's our good friend Ryan Hyatt from the Raiderland.com joining us here on the game. We talk in Texas Tech hoops this time around. Let's take another timeout. We'll finish hour one of the game after these words. K-Man's going to have coverage of the Chiefs and Dolphins. Saturday night, 7 o'clock, pregame at 6 here on K-Man. The game is on the Peacock Network. Save your money. Listen to the game for free. Listen to Mitch Holtis and crew here on K-Man with, again, pregame starting at 6. Speaking of that game, we know it's going to be super cold. Wind chill 30 below, 30-mile-per-hour wind gusts. People are trying to sell their tickets. Ticket prices, as you could expect, are absolutely plummeting. Five minutes so ago, the temperatures. Five minutes ago, yeah. I actually the tickets. Um, they're approaching that wind chill number. Because I'll give you fifteen bucks. I just looked at TickPick, which is my preferred secondary. Uh, well, would it be third party? No. Yeah. I, it's, it's secondary a secondary market. sell, secondary market. Because the price you see is what you pay. I mean, if there is a few fees, it's in the price and it's cheaper. the 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 fees are less. Uh, than like StubHub. Nice. Um, With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I did actually five minutes ago. I think they just sold because I refreshed. There were $35 tickets. Dang. 35 plummeting price dollar tickets. Now it's back up to like 45, 46 bucks. But it's still crazy cheap for a Chiefs playoff game. Dang, dude. Yeah. 30 doll, 35 bucks. I wonder what at game time. It's going to still be about 35 to 45. Hey, come on in. <laughs> come on in. You guys are following. Come on in. Yeah, just wave them in. Like old K-State game. It's you know? general yeah, mission. Exactly. Yeah. It's all general mission. <laughs> all right, we got to take a break. We've reached the top of the hour. When we come back, another preview of Texas Tech. My preview, Mitch Palm against the Red Raiders. K-State women's basketball getting set to host number 10, Texas. Blindly Week 5, ask us anything, your local news is on the way as well. Stick around. You're listening to the game on K-Man.